0: Hi, this is Roger Green, host of the Surfing the Nash Tsunami podcast. This weekend, we're offering five conversations from season three, episode 44, our preview of the Paris Nash, and NAPL Summit conferences, plus from the vault, a section from our 2021 Paris Nash Review episode. Before we start, I would be remiss not to express condolences and sadness over the death of Queen Elizabeth II. Like nine-tenths of the world's population, she was the British monarch for the day I was born until now, and always felt to me like a source of stability and good measure in a rapidly, chaotically transformed world. Now she belongs to the ages, where I suspect history will treat her with kindness and respect, and our friends in the UK and the Commonwealth and everyone in the world who loved and respected her will have her memory with us. And on to discuss the conversation. This conversation starts by going through the rest of the program. Joran expresses excitement about Rune Sanyal's talk on NIT, Louise anticipates learning about the Placebo Arm Project, and the group as a whole considers what the wrap-up section, with different perspectives from different regions of the world, might bring. In closing, I take Rachel's excellent question from earlier in the discussion and expanded, asking what each of us hopes to get from the meeting, the meeting, not just the session, at a micro and macro level. The answers are thoughtful and nuanced, and you'll just have to listen to learn what we have to say. Paris Nash provides some of the strongest scientific content found in any conference, coupled with an innovative look at fatty liver disease in the context of world health. This conversation touches on what might emerge as some of the high points of that meeting. So sit back, listen, enjoy, learn. And when you're done, join the dialogue on our LinkedIn and Facebook discussion groups. I'm really excited to learn more about microbiome. I think that's the subject where we've only... In fact, Rachel is one of the people who really got me focused on this several months ago, but I think we've only scratched the surface. And that's a bad pun to use when the following paper is about endothelial cells, but I think that's an accurate statement. The more we can hear about this, and I think is vitally important.
1: Rachel's eyes. Yeah, I think that we're human-centric and and human-focused. So it's interesting to think and start to extrapolate how we interact with our microbiome. I feel like a Record sometimes, but you know, we're one to ten cells, one cell for every one cell we have for humans. There's 10 cells of microbes that, that exist, so we're l- literally a living, breathing universe of microbes. And when they are dysregulated, there is an impact on sleep, wellness, disease. And I'm interested to see this study and the implications that this
0: talk will have. We agree, it's interesting that you use the term human centric that way, but I think it's really fascinating. Okay, other. thoughts on this, on this section?
2: Louise Campbell. Going back to what Rachel was saying there, I've just been reading some interesting stuff on amphotericin used in the gut. And now we used to use that in acute liver failure way, way, way back when, when I was thinking to protect patients. But now I had a little bit better insight and understanding. So yes, the more we know, the less we know in the end, isn't it, at the moment about pathogenesis of how everything affects Naffold and NASH and that every single person could potentially have a different reason for getting it. So it's fascinating at Sphere, And I think that's a really interesting session.
0: Louise, I'll, as we move on, I'll simply comment that I've always preferred the phrase, the more we the more we know, the more we have to learn. Because I don't think it's literally that we know less. It's that every time you walk through a door, you just see this increasingly vast, expanse of knowledge that's out in front of you that you can't touch. Absolutely. Th- th- that's, that's just the glass half full way of expressing that particular sentence. All right. So then we go into the afternoon session, which I mentioned a bit or parts of, and I guess um, Louise mentioned NashPass. Jordan, what do you see as the flashing opportunity for insight or integration, starting with Dr. Suniel's lecture, on NIT-based drug development going on through the end of the clinical trial innovation section.
3: Jörn in Schattenberg.
0: Clearly, I'd be expecting to hear from Arun um, how he
3: sees NASH drug development in an NIT-based setting. You know, we've discussed a little bit on that. How frequently do you probe patients? How do you combine biomarkers? Which ones do you, do you define as a primary endpoint? Is this going to be a surrogate biomarker like the FAST score or MEFIP? Or is it going to be a true single biomarker um, to be able to assess the change? I mean, there's a lot of open questions and I'm expecting a really thought-provoking and forward-looking scenario from him because Arun uh, oversees the field like uh, no one else does and uh, that's going to be very interesting. Uh, followed up by Frank Anania who gives a very pragmatic uh, regulatory approach and maybe bring us back to the current day because he's going to highlight the data that the FDA requires to prove a drug based on that. So I think it's a good combo in that way. And in session five, again, one thing that also resounded with me or struck with me and Stephen has mentioned is the talk by Yara Mariu from Mexico, because they're addressing the infrastructure to increase the clinical trials, and they're calling it effectiveness. But uh, reminds me of a discussion we had is how can you effectively increase the recruitment of patients? Maybe we have to go to the patients, maybe we have to create different infrastructures to provide experimental treatment to patients that are not situated next to a center. So a very diverse session, I think, very visionary with regards to Arun's talk and maybe onto the current statement or thinking of the FDA. By Frank
0: Anania, and then something could we improve patient enrollment? You know, you aren't listening to you. I'm remembering a comment that Naeem made again on this past week's episode. It kind of seems like we didn't set it up this way, but that episode teased this up better than I would have thought about the idea that one of the things that makes NASH so different is that every other drug where we've looked at combination, every disease where we've looked at combination therapies, we've been working with monotherapies that were in market, proven out in hundreds of thousands or millions of patients. And as a result, before we thought about a combination therapy, we would know exactly what we were looking at down to the, he didn't say this, but down to the the one in 10,000 or one in 100,000 patient level. Here, we're talking about combination therapies for drugs that have not yet been approved. Not that that's never happened before, pardon the double negative, um, HIV, hepatitis come to mind, but it's unusual and and very unusual for an asymptomatic population with as many people in it as this has. So I will be fascinated to hear what the agency is looking at in practical terms to approve combinations for drugs that are not yet in market, agents, none of which are in market yet, and if that's even a possibility.
2: I just have one comment. On this last session, I'm interested in the placebo arm project as to what that is, because we talk a lot about placebo and why placebo does so well, and whether or not that's going to give us information about what the placebo is in difference and and whether or not there's a theory as to what works. Because we do discuss that bit a lot. But I think on the developing a global strategy for Nash Daniel Young that session interests me because India is currently the only country that has an apple strategy published at a governmental level, and they are not on the agenda. And it's not somebody from India who already has experience of how the political levers work to get a national strategy in. And they have a drug approved in India for NASH, although it's not FDA and EMA approved. So uh, that is something that sort of... stands out to me on um, that particular session on the global strategy. It's
0: a good point, Louise. And, and in that context, I'm delighted that Arun is co-chairing the session because I know he does a lot of work on that issue in India.
3: And in their defense, they had someone there from India last year who gave an insight. And in, I think changing topics and speakers, it might have been one way to just exchange that. The placebo arm project, I mean, it's interesting because if you do meta-analysis, you see a placebo response is between 10 and 35% in these trials. And of course, that's difficult to be calculating with. And uh, deliver forum is trying to address that. There's some other initiatives too. We heard from Nail and IT that's going to be addressing some of that. So I think there's a lot of data available and it's important we explore that even beyond a single sponsor's
0: study, pulling this data together and the bigger consortium are in the right position to do so. Thanks, Ryan. That's fantastic. I want to take Rachel's question. I want to broaden it and I want to throw it back at us. Okay. You asked the question about a session. I'm going to ask the question about a meeting. At a micro and a macro level, what insights or energy would you like to see come out of this event? Micro being something Something that's going to change shortly after people walk out of the meeting and macro in terms of when you look back in three to five years and you say, this was the moment that that started to shift. What would you hope it would be? Again, brave one, go first. And I try not to ask questions I can't answer, but I don't have an answer ready for this one immediately. So I can't go first.
3: Rachel got to go first two times. Now it's Louise or me, right? I, I think now I understood the question. Not sure I understood her question the first time. Now, <laughs> now it's settled a little bit with me. I think in the macro here, I'm really interested in how the drug development is going move away from histology, and we're going to learn a lot about how the organs are interacting in the in the metabolic health section, the FN, NIH section here, Arun's talk on future NITUs and FDA perspectives. So I think as a clinician and principal investigator of clinical trials, that will be the most important aspect for me. At the micro level, I'm always thrilled to see the basic science sessions with Scott Friedman, the session Frank Tucker and Massimo Pinsani are chairing a very micro, uh, it's not not micro aspects, but it's, you know, it's the basis of uh, disease biology. And those are very interesting always to listen to. And our understanding of these mechanisms has the potential to transform the field, uh, to identify new targets, both for drug development and biomarker development.
2: I'm going to jump in next because we're going to leave Rachel to the end on this one. She posed this complex question. I suppose for me, the micro is the fact of getting the other disciplines round the table at a joint meeting so that we start to really tease out how how do we get it into diabetes? How do we get cardiovascular? And we have specialists from those areas involved. And I suppose for the macro, it is combining that with the developing a global strategy for NASH because we cannot do that unless we have all of the players around the table. I once used the phrase in the last couple of weeks that we don't try and repair a car without opening the bonnet to look at the engine, but we're trying to solve diabetes, cardiovascular disease and all of the other linked metabolic diseases without taking the lid off the liver. And we're not going to be able to do that. So for me, that's the macro. Can we now get everybody in and around as engineers looking at this engine? Because it's all part and parcel. The car doesn't work uniformly. Neither do we. Person-centric.
0: Rachel, I'm going to go last.
2: So
1: for me, the micro is I'm really interested to see about the questions across specialties. So essentially, what is the market research that physicians and clinicians alike need to be asking others in different specialties to drive the conversation forward. So that's the micro. And then the macro in three to five years from now is what are the smallest steps forward to construct that integrative approach? Just as Louise was just explaining, we need a a global strategy. And I don't think that that's going to be done in silos. So the micro is these conversations across specialties during the meeting and then the steps and the actual results from these conversations conversations to
0: move the field forward and to break down the silos. That's great, Rachel. So let me suggest that I'm going to use the phrase global as a double entendre, right? There's a global where the world is the world, and that's important. And then there's the global that Rachel introduced us to, which is we think of it from the human body perspective, there's the global of our own bodies. The macro to me is both of those, which is we need to understand how we're going to address this in different parts of the world because the challenges vary. We also need to understand how we're going to address the whole body body in the context of the liver. Not only uh, looking picking up the bonnet, as you would say, Louise, here we talk about the hood, whatever you want to call it, lifting it up so you can see what's underneath, but also then understanding that all these pieces are connected, that when you blow out your engine as we did on our car here last month, three other things wind up melting that you can't see until you've replaced it with a new engine, so that all these things are connected much more holistically within the human system and across the whole planet. My micros, really in that context, if you take that context and you lay it up, against specifically, I think, the Frankenania talk and that entire section, I'm hoping that companies and investigators will get a better sense as to what the most important and easiest links are they can start making now to to push the combo-combo forward, both halves of it.
3: And now, back to Roger.
0: We hope you've enjoyed this recording. If you have any questions or comments about the content of this conversation or the entire episode, please send an email to questions at surfingnash.com. We'll be back next week to review the Paris Nash meeting. Once more, before we go, condolences to the UK, the Commonwealth, and everyone else around the world who considered Elizabeth your queen. This truly was a loss for the entire world and for the ages. Hopefully, next week will be less tumultuous, easier to deal with. In the meantime, stay safe. Surf on. We'll see you on the podcast. Bye-bye now.